Let me get my last sip of my coffee before we get started, please. Uh, okay, I'm sure. I'm, I'm, I'm drinking Sputnik coffee, by the way. Kami? Sputnik. Kami. And this coffee is so good. Do you know how good it is? How good is it? Do you know how good it is? It's how out of it? this world. Man, a little early for a grown. <laughs> don't you think? It is. Don't you yeah, think? we, we, we got to get this show going before I, I blow it, okay? All right, hold on. Let, let me harness my chi. You're here. Holy cow. Yep. John, 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 hey, John. Hey. It's Saturday morning, and if it's Saturday morning, it's time for the bro show. Two brothers mm-hmm. related by birth, same mom, same dad. Oh, yeah. For one thin dime, one nickel, one penny, anything you can pay, we're here for you. But we do not what accept, to say? We do not accept money any more than a oh. penny, really. We shouldn't. Oh, okay. Okay. Okay, what did Pop say? say? What Pop used to say, he said, Daredevil Daniels. (laughs) He called himself (laughs) Daredevil Daniels. He would say, for one one dime, one uh, something, he had a whole little spiel he used to do. I can't remember it now. I'll probably remember it halfway through the show and have to interrupt. But anyway, we're here. My name's Jerry. And my name's John. Yeah, and we're going to do this thing. And every Saturday morning, we talk about four things, don't we, John? We sure do. All right. And the first I, thing, I, I, the first thing is what? 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 I'm sorry, did I interrupt? What, what, Go ahead. Well, I'm just going to say, well, how do we? How do you? How do you get? How do you connect with this show? How do you figure out where it is? Oh, there you go. Bro dot show. All you have to okay. type into your URL field of your browser, and that'll take you right to our website. And you can subscribe, John. You can actually subscribe, so you don't ever have to do that again. You will get a notice, and the whole the whole show will arrive. In your inbox, your email inbox. Wow. Yeah. And what are they going to get out of all this? What are, what are the stuff? What's the stuff? Give us the shtick. Okay. What are Here's the different things? Four things. We talk about four things. The first thing we talk about is we have an animal story because every mm. six months, we have a six-month season. We have an animal for each season. The animal this season is a meerkat. So we're going to have a meerkat story for you. Number two, yes. we're going to have a word. A word. The word, <laughs> the word is something we ran into, legitimately ran into, first of all. Yeah. And it relates to either our animal story or the next thing we do, which is called two takes, which is yes. our takes, you and me, on some subject. And man, let me tell you, lots of subjects, different ones. Not all yes. the same. Last but not least, we have two Groaners, two really yes, stinky, stinky sure bad do. jokes. Yeah, yeah. I think we have a, gra- a guest giving us a groaner. The producer is going to give us a groaner this week. The producer <laughs> is, but the producer <laughs> had some help. Okay, okay. Well, that will all be figured out when we do the groaners. Yeah, yeah. It will. Well, no doubt, no doubt. Are you oh man, on? I do actually. <laughs> I, I'm clothed. Uh, I have something on the top and something on the bottom today. I'm really going all out. Very novel. The, yes, the top is a T-shirt. And, yes. And this this T-shirt celebrates our sponsor, which we'll talk about in a minute. And it features an orca on the front. And it is a wonderful oh. color of green slash blue. It's more blue than green. It's not teal either. It's, it's an unusual color. And it looks particularly attractive in the sunlight, which I've seen a few times. And, yeah, yeah, it says get, what's it say on the front? 
Uh, empty the tanks. <laughs> right? Pretty yeah. effective. Yeah, pretty effective. Wow. So anyway, that that's the t-shirt I'm wearing. Hey, do we have a sponsor? Well, I got a t-shirt too, oh, by the way. Oh, uh, oh, oh I'm sorry. And my thing, that's wearing okay. a t-shirt. My, yeah, I, I, I decided to wear one of them too. My t-shirt is Season of the Rat, based upon the oh. USPS stamp. Came out back in 2021. Uh, beautiful stamp, and on the bottom mm. of it, it has a little quote from this wonderful animal. It's my season, comma, bitches. Oh, that's it. Wow. Oh, that was a sassy T-shirt, wasn't it? Yeah. Sassy. Sassy. I think you'd have to call it sassy. Yeah. Oh, man, we had a great rat story. I remember that rat story about the rat that fell from the ceiling of that pizza oh. restaurant. Remember that? Oh, yeah, that was a good one. We had a lot of good stories. But we oh, have good stories we this we have good stories this year on uh, this season. So okay, but we got a sponsor you got first. One? Oh, oh we got okay. the sponsor. American Legal Defense Fund is our sponsor, and this five hundred one three organization's mission is to protect the lives and advance the interests of animals through okay. the legal system. So they accomplish this by filing high impact uh, class action lawsuits to protect animals from harm. They provide assistance with other to other lawyers to protect animals, and they do a training, and they also provide uh, some lobbying for making sure that the legislation gets through. And not only that, my little tidbit for today with respect to this organization, oh. they enforce the laws that they promote and get passed. So one of them happens to be that the Animal uh, Welfare Act requires that the U.S. Department of Agriculture goes out and checks various animal facilities, uh, roadside zoos, uh, breeding, uh, you know, things, animal, uh, dogs, et cetera. Wow. And they make sure that all the violations that they come up with are reported. They put the feet, they make sure that they put the USDA's feet to the fire and they report all of them. It used to be that they were very selective, the U.S. Department of Agriculture. So they're always doing something new and different to help wow. save and make sure animals are are kept very well. So that's oh, it. Wow. That's and great. Also, you mean okay? I, I had a question for you though, John. Yeah, quick what? one. Uh, do, when you say roadside, does that include like those snake pit things you see, like you know, twelve foot snake, you know, and all that stuff? Like weird that's little curio shops. Those little those shops that wow. that have the potential of messing up animals, whether it be a you know, just a menagerie of a variety of them or one specific animal, you know, the petting zoos and all that stuff, mm, mm. bad stuff. Wow. So, but we know that the most important thing that this organization have has is swag. Oh, oh man. You're telling me I'm wearing I'm wearing the swag this morning. You are. You know, doing a good job. Yeah, it, you know, by the way, John, they do their T-shirts on the same place we do our T-shirts. Right. Yeah. Bonfire. Bonfire. So here's the deal. You can go to the site. We got a link to their site at the bottom. We got a link right to the T-shirt section of, of you know their stuff. And also you can from our site, bro.show, uh, you know, you can get the merchandise too, but you want to type in merch, M-E-R-C-H dot bro dot show right. or or Mirch, by the way. Mirch. M-E-R-C-H. <laughs> and we got some dandy, dandy uh Meerkat t-shirts and coffee mugs, six of each. So dig in, kids. Have fun. I think we've got a meerkat story, and our meerkat story is a is just taking the prequel 
that we did on Meerkat Manor last week, the documentary, and this, just continuing this wonderful story that is based upon the more the very popular uh, Meerkat Manor TV show, a show that came out in September 2005 through 2008, uh, was done through Oxford Scientific Films, and had four seasons, 54 episodes, and what mm. they did is they took they had, they were really meerkats were a really good a source for getting information, film, etc. Because mm-hmm. there it because what happens is you had the t- typical documentary style uh, along with the narration. But what makes this special is that there is a Kalahari desert where the meerkats are located. There's a Kalahari meerkat project, very long term, where they are filming a lot of different families, and so they concentrated on one of those families. A family called the Whiskers. Oh, uh, yeah. Located. And the thing about what makes this work is the fact that these meerkats, because of this study, have become very, very used to being around human beings. So yeah. that results in the fact that you can have uh, very, very close pictures of them. So the show's popularity is based upon not only the adorable nature of the animals, but the ability to use those, uh, those filming techniques uh, to get the intimate look of the animals, including, you know, breaking that wall that you might typically see that you say, well, it's a shot that's been taken from a distance. You feel you're right there in the action with these animals. But the key to it is the plot line. The plot lines, there's a variety of them that mm-hmm. that we go through. And it all has to do with understanding the, uh, you know, the way the rule of, um, of the of the matriarch uh, by the name of flower and the actions and the social hierarchy and various uh, challenges that they have. So maybe you oh, could wow. kind of enlighten yeah. us upon some of the, the good stuff as to what uh, what goes on during these four seasons and 54 episodes. Well, uh, I'll just say Flower is really a big part of the show. Uh, she is the matriarch, as you said, and the matriarchs are required to really be quite an all-encompassing kind of benevolent dictator. And uh, yeah. she sets the tone for everything. Uh, you know, and then the buck stops with flower, you know, when there's bad stuff going on, they all look to her and she's got to perform. She's got to step up. She's got to do it. And she does it all. Let me tell you, whether we're talking about defense and, you know, or attacks or we're talking about babies, you know, having lots right. and lots and lots of babies and making sure they're looked after and cared for and fed. Wow. I would not want to be flower. And, you know, four seasons in the third season, she gets bit by a snake. And despite yeah. the best efforts by the other meerkats and the veterinarians who were on site, I'm yeah. afraid our, our gal didn't make it. And so, you know, there's a lot of controversy about this, John. Should they have done that? There were kids watching. I tell you what, sometimes, sometimes things like that happen. And I thought it was handled rather well. And I thought I thought it was important. I think that this is part of the animal kingdom. You know, this is what happens. And it's not a bad thing. It's not a good thing. It's a thing. And Rocket Dog, daughter, took over. Right? Took over. Exactly. Yeah, I would say I was fascinated by the fact that what, you know, we say, well, this is uh, what they use is they come up with these storylines and do it all, kind of pull it together. But it doesn't have real life involved. But it does have real life with these animals because Mir- we have uh, Flower passing away and you say, well, that's another that's just part of the of the storyline. Well, no, no, that's the real no, deal. It happened. It, it happened. happened. And they just take Snake that bite. information. 
Yeah. yeah. I mean, I was really fascinated by the fact that she's she's a very stern leader, but she's also a benevolent leader. So when like, for example, there's a situation in the in where she basically cares for some orphaned meerkats and takes them on under her wing and raises them on her own. And yeah. goes as far to nurse them up, but I got, I think that's a stretch that she nurses them. I think she probably delegates a lot of that to some of the other female kids. Uh, my understanding is she really did, and the reason she did was she's she's making a statement. You know, if, if you have to be harsh, you also have to be extremely kind. Yeah, you know, and you know it's it's uh it's amazing. You know, we don't see ourselves sometimes because we're too close to our own culture and our own humanity. But you know what? It's you can see yourself in these meerkats, you know, and how they behave and how they how they do stuff. And it's it's so autobiographical. You know, we are mammals. Also, we are part of the animal kingdom and we're on this planet. With everybody else. And they have ways of dealing with every crisis that comes up. And I have to say, sometimes they look a lot better than we do. Well, I think that's the important part as we finish up this up this section of the of the growth show to say that they set a very good example uh, the powerful example of their ability to be resilient, their ability yeah. to adapt. And guess what? Some of those things we are going to need, if we haven't done it already, we're going to need it in the near future. So I yeah. think we can learn a lot about how to face adversity as we take a look at not only these anim- this animal, which is a very, very good example, but other animals yeah. too. I agree. So, I agree. Yeah. They're willing to sacrifice for each other, which reminds sacrifice. me of something else. That is our word. And boy, you know, I had a very limited uh, knowledge of what sacrifice means. I thought it was just, you know, bunting and baseball or maybe even a fly ball to get a runner in from third. Uh, that's all I knew about sacrifice. Oh, all man. of a sudden I find out it had all these other meanings, including a religious one, which is one maybe you could enlighten us upon as to ex- exactly. That's the number one definition. And here I am. I'm going down to the fourth one is the only one I know. So what what's going on with sacrifice? All right. Sacrifice is uh, you're right. It is the number one definition. And I was as surprised about that as anybody. You know, I'm interested in different religions. So uh, and I was very familiar with it in a religious sense. But I thought I was maybe, you know, in the minority for that. But evidently I'm not because the the dictionary people, not just one dictionary, but a lot of dictionaries do it that way. Yeah. So. Anyway, hey, here's the definition. Sacrifice is a religious practice that involves offering something of value, such as an animal, food, or other objects to a deity or higher power as a symbol of devotion or as a way to seek their favor. Yeah, I kind of figured out what that's what I kind of when I read into I said it's just giving something to a deity to save your ass from getting roasted in hell. Well, <laughs> wow. Okay. Did I get? Did I get? Did I get the? Did I get the essence of the definition? And you did get the essence. You did get the essence. But uh, I would say your de- your baseball definition of sacrifice is probably more nuanced than that one was. But that's okay. You know, it, I'm willing to learn. Bring okay? up, I'm willing to learn. You you bring up a good point. It's it's not just to curry favor with a higher power, but it's also uh, to indicate remorse and to gain forgiveness. So it's for atonement also. It's not just for gaining favor. So, you know, you, you got something there, John. I think you're you're onto something, actually. Oh, boy. But, yeah, and, you know, it's part of an amazing number of religions. We're talking about the Greek and Roman religions. 
which we refer to as mythology, but they were religions. Judaism, Christianity, Islam, Hinduism, all kinds of Ooh. stuff. Yeah, there are very wow. few that don't have it. So anyways, it, nowadays, though, it's become streamlined. It's become streamlined. And something happened, John, that caused it to become streamlined. So several things, actually. But that is the next thing we're going to talk about. Yeah, well, I'll tell you, you know, this is an area which I, I really it took me. I really had to bring myself up to speed as it relates to our two takes topic. And that has to do with accounting for some missing years in Jesus's life uh, that are not described in the Bible, or at least they're not described very much. Maybe a sentence here and there. Yes, sentence, and yeah. those missing years are the ages between 13 and 30. And we've come up, you know, and this is not news to anybody that there's been a lot of theories, but most of the, the possibilities that are that are mentioned as it relates to this that scholars have looked at deal with his purported travel to perhaps mm. India, uh, Tibet and Persia. And, you know, some people say, well, you know, that's a that's a pretty tough road to hope at that time of, uh, in, in our civilization. Mm-hmm. But the fact is, it was a well-traveled road. Yeah, and yeah, it was, it was their, a trade route. It was a trade route. So as a result, it's not quite as much of a stretch as it relates to physically making that. But we've run into we ran into what a video that we we looked mm. at as that gives pretty well the full scoop as to what's going on and really explores the possibility. So maybe you can give us some yeah. idea of some of the the, the 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 evidence and some of the high how the hypothesis works out in terms of some of the information that's been collected. Yeah, I, I think. Uh... You know, wh- how historically accurate these accounts are, that's up for debate. It's highly debated. It's even controversial in some circles. But I, myself, personally, I don't think it diminishes from the Christian tradition in any way. And I think right. in some ways it's illuminating and it helps you understand, you know, how we got to where we are. So I here, here's the deal. Uh, this was discovered by a Russian scholar. This particular theory was uncovered when he was in a a part of India, and this was his area. He was interested in all forms of religion and mysticism and stuff like that. And so he went to a monastery, and while he was at this Buddhist monastery in India, they told him, hey, you know, uh, they talked about this character called Issa, Issa, I-S-S-A, who came from Palestine to their monastery and spent some time there. And uh, the guy said, really? That's funny. That's very close to the Greek name for Jesus. And he said, oh, okay. And they said, well, you know, maybe the same guy. And so, well, if you want to come back and, and, you know, we've got documentation on it. We've got scrolls, parchments that were created back at that time. And the guy was amazed by it. And he said, oh, okay. And then he took off on his horse, broke his leg, had to come back and convalesce there for some weeks. And while he was there, they showed him a copy of the original parchments that depicted all the things that happened to him. Because what happens is if you're you're a teacher or a saint or, or even some any kind of religious person and you come to one of these monasteries, they will put you up and host you. And then you tell them their story and they have scribes mm-hmm. that write it all down. And that's what happened. And he and he read about the life of Jesus uh, after he was 13 years old and before he was 30 years old and his travels in India, Tibet, Persia. So 
it's all there and it's all in this documentary, this film, and it's available for free on YouTube and we have a link to it. Now, there's several cool. things, several takeaways, all this stuff. And uh, I'll just stop right there if you ha- and, and, and take a well, question. Any I, yeah, questions? I, 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 I any questions. Well, I, I think that uh, one of the things I wanted to point out before we get to questions is that uh, that this kind of supports the fact that when you hear the things that Jesus preaches later on, mm-hmm. there's a connection, a consistency with respect to what he was learning and what he discussed as he was in these uh, faraway lands. Yeah. Of, well, what, and who, I think who was that, he when he left and who was he when he got back? That's a good question, too. Yeah. Right? And so, it, yeah, you're right. And it kind of indicates uh, some development of sorts. As, it uh, does, because what was he? He was a rabbinical scholar. He he would debate and discuss the Torah and the other scriptures with the rabbis, you know, in the temple in Jerusalem. And they, his parents found him there. He was missing for like a whole day, and he was there chewing the fat with these guys, and they were grooving on him. They thought he had the stuff, you know. So he was what? He was he was a, a Jewish scholar of sorts and could hold also, forth and understood it. I guess one question I would have is like here, this is you're you're discussing this Russian scholar, but yeah. Probably it, that isn't the latest but greatest in terms of efforts to really kind of uncover this this oh, whole no. Uh, no, no. you know missing years. What's no, happened what since? happened? Yeah, what happened was that he wrote that he went. Then when he came back, he wrote the book, The Missing Years of Jesus. And oh my God, they came. The religious people came, and scholars came down on him like a ton of bricks. Denounced yeah. him, ruined his reputation, all kinds of stuff. And then after after some time. Other people who, who read it and were fascinated by it said, well, I'm going to go to India and check it out. And three different people went and, mm-hmm. it, you know, over the years after that, and they got the same story he got. But however, the thing that happened was the church heard about this. They sent their own guys, they had their own guys from India, British guys, British officials, I should add, that went to check it out. And they denounced it. They said, no, 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 there's nothing there at all. So there's a big controversy. Wow. There's a big controversy over this. But in the end, you know, very respected um, religious scholars and people from America, people from in- England. And, you know, they went there and they were told the same thing that he was told. And they saw the same evidence that he saw. In fact, you know, uh, this guy, N- Notovich, I think is his name or Novovich. Notovich yes, or, right. That's it. Novovich. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he went to he went all the way to Tibet. He got curious about this. And he went all the way to Tibet to see the original parchments that this was recorded on. And he got the goods. He went there and saw it. So Jesus went from Persia to India, a couple places in India, and then on to Tibet. So that's mm-hmm. a really interesting swath of religions that he was there. And he had something in particular happen to him that changes changed his teaching. And that was he was really upset by how poorly the common man was treated in these countries. And he started equating it to the fact that they were not monotheists. They had multiple gods and not just that, but they made sacrifices to these gods and that this kind of set the tone for their culture, that a certain part of society had to make sacrifices for the other part of society. And he thought that was unfair. And kind of got his, his his butt kicked out of some of these places because of this because he was upset by it and he preached about it to the common man and <laughs> sounds kind of familiar huh 
Yeah, oh, yeah. It sounds like yeah. the heavyweights that are, you know, running the the countries are going to be a little annoyed by this. Yeah. More than annoyed. Yeah. Well, he made it back. He made it back in one piece. And then yeah. what did he do? You know, he started preaching the same message when he got back to uh, to Palestine. And sure enough, you know, he as we know how that story went. He, yeah. He got in some got in trouble for that. He was scourged, denounced, uh, you know, adjudicated. And, you know, he got crucified. So that that's what happened. But in doing all this, he kind of ended the era of, of uh, sacrifice, at least uh, animal yes. sacrifices and, and a lot of that stuff. So he in the way it is in the Bible, it's say like he made the perfect sacrifice to end all sacrifices. And whether he did this single handedly or not, I'm not so sure. There were two other major characters around that same period of time. Uh, the Buddha, of course, was a little before Jesus. And then there was Shankara, the guy who ended a lot of the emphasis on sacrifice for Hinduism. You know, so, yeah, things did turn around. It's true. Oh, I think it's a it, it's just I think really good that if the miss it, it, this missing link, this period of time mm-hmm. needs, you know, even if the explanation is not exactly correct, it's nice to at least have some possible explanations which have uh, some purported acceptance or support. So yeah. I think it's yeah. all good. I mean, it goes along with the idea of trying to explain the unknown. That's what exactly. Exactly. And, you know, you and I have talked about this many times about our own lives is that, you know, travel, traveling and service are really great things, you know, because you you get to see more of the world than just your little corner of it. Right. And yeah. And so, you know, you went to Vietnam, you were in the service. You know, I worked for the TM movement for a number of years and traveled all over the world. And so, you know, these things are are very illuminating. You really get to see things in another perspective. And I imagine, you know, as a young man, 13 years old, his, his travels to the East and all that stuff were probably very influential on his thinking. Exactly. Couldn't help but be. Maybe you could lead us off. You're our guest uh Broner uh, giver today. So why don't you provide us with one and give me a shot at maybe a slim chance of maybe getting it. Yeah, I got this by interacting with chat GPT, by the way. Okay. <laughs> now, you know, I didn't get what I wanted because okay. chat GPT got fixated on meerkats for some reason mm. and I couldn't get a reasonable groaner out of it. So I finally, you know, came up with my own, you know, groaner is two things, a question and an answer, right? So yes. our definition of it. Right. So, I mean, you know, we, we have a very restricted or strict uh, format that we need to have to really work for the show. Yeah. We so do. what's question? And so answer? I, I came up with a question and I had my own answer for it. But chat GPT <laughs> had the same answer. So here's my question. Let's see if you can have the same answer, John. OK, you ready? Yeah. What did the nerve cell say to its priest? What did the nerve cell say to its priest um shocking uh yeah that's about all i come what's what or what's the missing link what do you think? or okay you I, ready for it yeah yeah i'm ready forgive me father for i have synapsed oh dear that that's good <laughs> uh yeah yeah that's a knee slapper all the way synapse um, yeah like nerve synapse right? oh yeah yeah i mean you got the word uh, sin in it too Right. Okay, okay, okay. That's that's very good. Now I'm I'm going to give you one that's a little more, a little mathematical here. Let's see if you can run okay. with it. 
What do you call a person that only believes 12.5% of the Bible? What do you call a person that only believes in 12.5% of the Bible? It's got something to do with number eight, that's for sure. Or an eighth. Yes. You're, you're there. What it is. Just stretch it a little bit. And eighth. Atheist. Yes. Yes. Oh. You got it. <laughs> wow. I stumbled, but I got it. Yeah, you finished. You finished. You crossed the finish line. That's important. 